What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After the Game, a conversation with my brother, where we talk about the post-jazz game and all things sports. My name is Spencer. My, and my name is Sam. I'm Spencer's brother. Uh, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about Utah Jazz versus Miami Heat, where the final score was 111 to 105 with Miami uh, winning the game. Yeah, so the score looks close at the end, but it wasn't really a close game. The Jazz had a huge mountain to climb, and they started that climb a little too late, I thought. Uh, I think they were down by 30, at, or at least 28 at, at one point. What did you think of the game, though, Sam? What are your big takeaways? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think going into the fourth quarter, the Jazz were losing by 27 points to Miami Heat, and it looked to me as if the Jazz – um, we're a little tired today. They were a little beaten up from the last couple games that they've played. Um, I think it was demoralizing for them to lose against the Pacers. And then today it was just tough. You know, the, the Heat came out ready to play and I don't think the Jazz were 100% there ready to play. So it, it was a hard game to watch. Well, the Heat are a good team and they got good players. Butler didn't play tonight. He had an ankle injury, but they still have a pretty well-rounded team. And if you're not focused in and ready to play them, they're gonna they're gonna come out and beat you. And we've talked about this a lot. The Jazz are a team that other teams love to play hard against. So the Jazz have to be ready at all times. It doesn't seem like they're there mentally. If you look at the box score, Bogdanovich had the most points for the Jazz, 26. I think in the fourth quarter, he started the run for the Jazz. He scored, I think, 12 straight points for the Jazz. So he finished with 26 points. Gobert finished with 13 rebounds. And Conley had eight assists. Um, but like we were saying, that they just weren't there the whole game. Mitchell was a, trying to get the crowd going, did an okay job, but only had 22 points. Um, what, do you think, what do you think was the big what, – what do you think the Jazz could have done differently? Yeah, I mean, I mean, as you pointed out, the Jazz did have some good stats from certain players. Um, when I watched them, that stuck out to me was just the turnovers by the Jazz. I felt like the Jazz would go on – you know, a four to six point run at, at one point. And then there was just some weak turnovers, a couple from Jordan Clarkson where he just threw it away. Um, and then, you know, once the Heat got those turnovers, they seemed to score off of those turnovers. And it just kind of put the Jazz back in a hole, which was tough. I mean, credit to the Heat. They played extremely well, extremely uh, hard. Um, and, you know, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, they all went off. So got to give them credit. Yeah, it's hard when because they have the Heat have great shooters, and so Tyler Hero put up 27 points, I think, which means he wasn't missing, which means the Jazz were chasing him around, which means they were tired, which means that they had to play hard on both ends. They did turn the ball over a couple of times, only 16 turnovers, so not terrible, but but these turnovers came at bad moments, and it was just a scrappy game at times. Like it, the ball was just not in anybody's hands, just kind of bouncing around, and so didn't really look organized. But what we've talked about a lot and what really made a difference were rebounds. The Jazz had 26 defensive rebounds to Miami's 35, and then only 12 offensive rebounds to Miami's 13. And so that just indicates that the Heat wanted the game a little bit more than the Jazz did. I mean, obviously you can want the game, and, and, but you still have to play hard. I just think that the, the, there was just more energy from the Heat. And if you're tired against a good team like the Heat, you're not going to win. Yeah, exactly. I mean – I think that one thing that the Jazz kind of need to, you know, have a part of their team and work on a little bit more is just, you know, being scrappy, hustling a little bit more to every rebound. They're a very solid team. I mean, the Jazz are, are up there with the best teams of the league. But 
like you just mentioned, I think that, you know, they lost because their lack of hustle at some points, getting those rebounds. Um, Bam Adebayo, he's, he's a hustle player. He got those rebounds. P.J. Tucker, one of the best hustle players in the NBA. I mean, it's kind of tough to beat those players when you don't, um, you know, you, when you're not hustling yourself, you know, for the Jazz. And Gobert had 13 rebounds, good number, but you need more effort out of Royce O'Neal. He can't just have two rebounds. You know, he has to have a couple more than that to, to really uh, to match up well against the Heat. Yeah, we got smoke too on the defensive end. Like like you were saying, it, it, there's a well-rounded Heat team attacking, but it just seems like they a lot of teams know how to play the Jazz now. They they had a great year last year, and a lot of coaches and a lot of players have now studied what the Jazz did last season, and they realize kind of our movement on the offense and then are slow to get back on defense. We're not really sound defensively as we were last season. And, uh, and having, having the lineup that we have and the rotation that we have, we don't really have a true power forward. So we have a small mm-hmm. team in, which, which is okay. And it worked really well last year, but a lot of teams are now switching on offense because they switching on picks defensively because they can, because we're a small team. And we're trying mm-hmm. to pitch on every play, on every screen, which we can't really because we got some slow players and we're not big anymore. So it's, it's, it kind of gives us some, mitch, um, some mixed up matchups that uh, happen when we have four main guards with one center. But our center position is really good. Whiteside um, did a play great, but, I mean, he's been playing well for us this season. He only had about 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, like you mentioned, like the Jazz definitely are known for going a little small outside of Gobert. And the reason behind that is because Quinn's a huge three-point shooting team or three-point shooting coach, excuse me. Um, and the Jazz played extremely well last year with a three-point shooting. This year, their numbers are way down. They did hit 17 threes this game, which is a great number. But an interesting story that's been going around the league is some of the best three-point shooters like Damian Lillard, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell, other three-point shooters are struggling this year. And some people are, you know, pointing out that the fact that it's a new ball. There was a new ball, I think, in the year 2005, which is one season that uh, NBA players didn't like, which is why they went back to the old Spalding ball. And this year, their first year with Wilson. And, and you know, who knows? Maybe that is the reason, but that why uh, three-point shooting numbers are down this year. But, I mean, that happens for every team. So I think, you know, the Jazz, they need to figure out what they're going to do if they're going to continue to go small ball. And if they continue to go small ball, they need to find a way to knock down those threes as they were last year or just, you know, continue to hustle in the paint and get points in the paint. That's that's a good point because the Jazz game is three-pointers. And if they're shooting 32% like they did tonight from the three, they're not going to win many games. Mm-hmm. Um, they it, it just seems like they're sluggish and teams have figured out that if they just mentally – out rebound, out hustle the Jazz, and the Jazz don't really like to be in the game. But it was fun watching the end. I don't know why it took the Jazz until the last five minutes to really start to come after the the Heat. Maybe the Heat also thought that since they had like a 25-point lead, the game was over, which, I mean, it was. There was no way the Jazz were almost going to come back to that, even though they made a great run at the end. It's just frustrating to see the Jazz only get energy when it's too late. Um, but a good silver lining, at least Clarkson is, is back to a better performance. Um, Clarkson had 25 points, and he, uh, he scored um, 
four three-pointers and, and had some good plays, but he did have a couple of turnovers. But I, I like his performance by Clarkson. He seemed a little bit more confident. Yeah, exactly. I agree there. It was good to see Clarkson find the bottom of the net a couple of times this game, eight for 17, four for 13 from three, five for five from free throw line. As you mentioned, you know, the, the, uh, the turnovers that he had were a little costly. So yeah, Clarkson played well. And then Bogdanovich, obviously yeah, played very well with 26 points, eight for 19, six for 13 for three. Um, solid game from him as well. It's just, you know, need a little bit more from, from Joe Ingles and, and uh, you know, Conley during this game, but you know, like you said, it was good. Good end of the game, good run. Hopefully it gives motivation and a spark for the next game that they play in two days against the Sixers. Yeah, so we moved to the Sixers. Is it in? I think it's home. In Utah. Oh, Salt Lake City, yep. Because we have a couple of games home now. Yep. Almost a big stretch of home games. So that will be Tuesday, actually. Yeah. The Sixers are doing really well. We, we have the same record as of right now. They're 8-5 and five as well as the Jazz are 8-5. So – but like you said, teams like to play hard against the Jazz for whatever reason, whether it be ego or pride or just the fact that it's Utah, teams come to Salt Lake and welcome, welcome Utah to their court with some sort of passion to beat us. So the Jazz need to be ready. And Bede's going to give Gobert a good game, and he's going to prove – people just want to prove Gobert isn't as deserving as he's been awarded. So I, I feel like – yeah. He's going to come after him. Just to wrap things up, um, uh, Steph Curry is now the most has now has the most three pointers of all time. He just passed Ray Allen um, on the list. For oh, really? The, yeah. So that was two games ago. You're right. Yeah. And so he passes. Um, I don't have the exact number right here, but he now is the most three point shooter, most three point made by any NBA player. Um, no surprise after what he's doing this season, he's going off scoring 40 point games, um, and just having it a, a crazy season already and, and keeping Golden State at number one. And, and they are for a reason because Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. He has the most games with nine, three point field goals made with 36. So he scored, he has scored nine, three pointers in 36 games. And then the second most three pointers for nine three-pointers in a game is James Harden with only nine. So he's done – he's outdone them by, what, four? Or times – like times four? So he's um, – yeah. he's the greatest shooter of all time. And so we have to give him credit and give him a little shout-out for being the best three-point shooter, making the most three-pointers, and having the most nine-point – nine three-pointer made game. Yeah, exactly. Definitely just a good game. Or just a good season so far for Steph Curry. He's playing extremely well, leading his team to, be, to the best record in the Western Conference. They definitely are an intimidating team. I'm just excited for Utah Jazz to play them. I'm excited to see what they can do with uh, guarding Steph Curry. I've heard that Klay Thompson is also planning on coming back, hopefully in December, late December, so about a month away, uh, which should be exciting for the NBA as well. So, yeah, pretty impressive stuff by Steph Curry, though. Yeah, definitely. And then Bogdanovich scored his 8,000 point of his career I think tonight as well and then Clarkson just another stat um is now that um Jazz number 10 all-time bench score points with just over 2,000 so definitely have some good players and just need to start putting it together putting them on the hoop do you think Gobert we didn't really talk about this yet but do you think Gobert do you think 
players are getting to him. He's got another second foul tonight. And obviously people have probably seen the little, um, the little uh, scuffle he had the other night as well. Do you think Gobert's kind of losing his cool too much or and not really? Well, yeah, I think that there definitely are players out there that are coming in to play Rudy Gobert that are excited to play him, try to shut him down. I mean, he made the comment after the Miles Turner fight, the little scruffle that he had, he made the comment that, you know, he was calling out Miles Turner saying, you know, you're not that type of guy. You're not that type of person to, you know, fight like that. And I think, you know, that was an interesting comment for him to make. So I think that there are other centers out there, other players out there that are willing to come in and be like, okay, Rudy Gobert's talking tough. Let me give him my best game. Let me show him that he's not the best defensive center in the league, even though he is. He's won it three times in a row. Or three times total, excuse me. Or is it four? Three. Three. Yep, three. Two in a row. No, one in a row, sorry. Anyways. Anyway, he's a great defender, and I think it's deserved. He doesn't fit the classic center mold of just being a huge unit. He's a tall, lengthy guy and pretty smart, which is why he's awarded so heavily. But I think players are realizing, hey, Gobert is on edge and doesn't feel like he's getting the credit from the players. And because he gets credit from the league, the league gives him these awards because he deserves them. And then the player is talking on his back. And so he's just, just kind of frustrated with that and players know that and so you could see tonight very early in the game he was getting pushed around a little bit too much or just getting talked to a little bit down to and it's because players know we can get to Gobert and the Jazz usually follow how Gobert performs yeah exactly you need him to play well in order to win and you know like you said teams are just getting to him playing him harder struggle or frustrating him a little bit so yeah I would expect more of that well, hopefully he plays well against Embiid next Tuesday. Should be a good game. Um, Jazz and I lost two in a row, so we need this one to kind of get our uh, our confidence back and, and stay at the top of the league. Do you have anything else, Sam? No, nothing else. I think we covered everything. But, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Spencer. Cool. Thanks for stepping in. Have a good night, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye.